Well, I participated in Ash Wednesday at Athens Lutheran Church. And um, as always, it was a good experience for me. It inspires a lot of the uh, Steensville, which we'll get into a little bit later. But uh, this is a paper from Athens Lutheran. Uh, it's the paper you follow during some of the service. And I thought I'd share it with you. Sitting in dust and ashes. As we gather, though we call Jesus King of Kings, we often do not focus much on the nature of his kingdom. Today we begin a Lenten midweek series exploring how the kings of Judah are a shadow of Christ. The King of Kings, who sits upon the throne of David, his father forever. We will see how the kings in Chronicles point us to Christ, who fulfills all the kingly promises that the kings of Judah were unable to realize in themselves. We, be, we, we begin today with David, the greatest king of all Israel's history, of whose house and lineage Christ belongs. The Prayer Before Worship O Lord, our Creator, Redeemer, and Comforter, as we come together to worship you in spirit and in truth, we humbly pray that you would open our hearts to the preaching of your word so that we may repent of our sins, believe in Jesus Christ as our only Savior, and grow in grace and holiness. Hear us for his sake. To Dust You Shall Return by Reverend Jared Melius. A new practice in Lutheranism that has become popular quickly is the service of the imposition of ashes conducted on Ash Wednesday. The sign of the cross is smeared upon the forehead while the words of Genesis chapter 3 verse 19 are repeated. Remember that you are dust and to dust you shall return. The whole thing is chilling. Every participant, pastor and children included, is marked with ashes and pronounced mortal. This might be considered a preaching of the law, since death is a preaching of the law. But perhaps it is not entirely. Consider Genesis chapter 3 verse 19 in its context. Read Genesis chapter 2 verse 15 through 17. What are the consequences of eating from the tree? The Bible says plainly, In the day you eat of it, you shall surely die. Adam ate the fruit. The day he ate it, that very moment, he died spiritually. Nevertheless, he did not die physically. He lived. This should come as a surprise, because every breath that Adam takes comes from God. Colossians chapter 1, verses 16 through 17. He should have died the moment he forsook God. Why didn't he? Well, God forgave him for the sake of Jesus Christ's death on the cross. Adam lived because of Jesus. This is the content of the most important promise in the Old Testament. Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. Given immediately after the fall, God promised Adam that the devil's work will not stand, that his head will be crushed by the seed of the woman. 
Adam is forgiven. Then God says to Adam, By the sweat of your brow you will eat your food until you return to the ground. Since from it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you shall return. Wasn't the devil's work supposed to be defeated? Wasn't the penalty to be paid by the seed of the woman? Is this punishment? It's not. Adam is a Christian. He believes the promises of the gospel. Genesis chapter 3 verse 15. Thus, the following verses which apply to all Christians apply also to Adam. Romans chapter 4 verse 8. Romans chapter 8 verse 33. Isaiah chapter 50 verse 8. Isaiah chapter 50 verse 8 and verse 9 and second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 19 and Psalm chapter 32 verse 2 you should discuss what they say there is no punishment from God for Christians the penalty for Adam's sin is satisfied by the cross Adam's body will return to the dust because even though Adam has the promise of forgiveness because even though Adam has the promise of the forgiveness of sins, he is still a sinner. His sin is not held against him, but it's still there. He is not guilty, and yet, unlike before the fall, Adam is now conflicted, torn between two different wills. He now wants to love and serve God, but he also still loves and serves himself. Name some of the ways these two wills are described in Romans chapter 7 verses 14 through 25 and Galatians chapter 5 verse 16 through 25. The Bible calls the will characterized by original sin the old man or the sinful nature. When God gets his way, what happens to the old man in us? Read 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 27, Romans chapter 6 verse 6 and Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1. The old Adam dies. He makes a start at this by daily contrition and repentance. But the only way to be fully free of him is to kill him and bury him. The dust to which God will return our lily bodies is something like a refiner's fire. The old Adam cannot survive it. Does the old Adam in you still want this his way? Does he still complain at lust? Give God some time, and that old, rattling nuisance will be put to death. You will be free, free to be the person you were created to be, and free of your temptations and regrets. Take heart, you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Address for Imposition of Ashes Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. This is a hymn. Savior, when in dust to thee. Savior, when in dust to thee, low we bow the adoring knee. When repentant to the skies, scarce we lift our weeping eyes. Oh, by all thy pains and woe, suffered once for us below. Bending from thy throne on high, hear our penitential cry. By this helpless infant years, by thy helpless infant years, by thy life of want and tears, by thy days of deep distress in the savage wilderness, by the dread, mysterious hour 
of the insulting tempter's power. Turn, O oh turn, a favoring eye. Hear our penitential cry. By thine hour of dire despair, by thine agony of prayer. By the cross, the nail, the thorn, piercing spear and torturing scorn. By the gloom that veiled the skies or the dreadful sacrifice. Listen to our humble sigh. Hear our penitential cry. By thy deep expiring groan, by the sad sepulchral stone, by the vault whose dark abode held in vain the rising God. O from earth to heaven restored, mighty reascended Lord, bending from thy throne on high, hear our penitential cry. 1779 through 1838. Hmm.